together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 10, from verse 1 to verse 10. The author, in the most beautiful way, wants to take his people and to lead them into a relationship where they see the things and the practices and the rituals of the past. Uh, and they want to analyze those in line with the teachings of Jesus Christ, or rather in line with the principle of Christ. And this is something absolutely amazing. And so the author is able to go to them through the rituals that were performed from the old Mosaic laws. He talks about the, the, the slaughtering of goats, uh, of bulls, uh, the offerings in the temples. He talks about the Yom Kippur, the, the day of cleansing. He talks about everything, all the rituals that they were able to do in order to purge them of their own sins. There is something interesting that he talks about. He says all those things were done year after year. And it is validly so because their sins were forgiven and then they also needed to ask for another forgiveness the following year and the other forgiveness for the following year. But he then makes a shift and a movement and he says, in as much as that happened, Jesus Christ, when he came, he offered an offering which was once and for all. And that is what makes the offering of Jesus Christ so unique. That he offered himself on the cross and he died for our sins and he died for the sins of the world. And as he offered that sacrifice, it was a once-off, but the repercussions ripples throughout centuries and years for eternity. And so what Jesus did on the Good Friday, what was achieved as well on an Easter Sunday, continues to be effective in our lives today. There are things that I believe are relevant in our lives pertaining to this scriptural text. There are people, there are some of us who've gone through experiences where we felt we had done something unbecoming of ourselves, of our nature, and so we have sinned against God and against one another. And so we continue to live in guilt, with shame, with disappointment. And so no matter how often we had gone and asked for forgiveness, it seems as if it goes, but it comes again. And we are reminded of this sin. But now I think what the author is offering us today in the person of Jesus Christ is the restoration of that innocence. It is the restoration of new life. It is what God gives us as the beloved. When he says, when I said, I forgive you, I forgave you. And when I said, I've taken your sins, 
into a place where I remember no more. I meant it. There are some of us as we grow older and we reflect back on life, there's a heaviness in our hearts. Because as you grow older, hopefully one becomes wiser, but also one meditate and reflect more about life and the things they've gone through. And so they soon realize that there are certain things that I did that were not becoming of me. And some are able to bounce back, but some unfortunately live with not only regret, but with shame and guilt. And so what I think the Lord is offering us is a sense of forgiveness. Is offering us a new start into life. Is offering us a new opportunity to begin a new life. To start to dream all over again. This is also important and I think absolutely relevant for those who have lost things. Those who have lost their jobs. Those who have lost their loved ones either in death or they've taken different routes, different adventures in their lives. This is not a time that you think everything is lost. Yes, it is painful. Yes, it is sad. But it is also an opportunity to grow. It is an opportunity that allows you to grow and to be that which God is calling you to. It is to look at the horizons of life and as the sun rises, so too you can rise into something new. It is an opportunity to become that which you never thought was possible. It is an opportunity to reach your highest goals. It is an opportunity to allow the grace of God to take you to places you dared not thought were possible for you. Life is an opportunity. It is an open field where dreams are possible, where ideas can be achieved. This is a moment of grace. So what Jesus Christ offers us, he offers us stability. He becomes the anchor in our lives. That whatever we've gone through in the past, whatever we are going through right now, and what will become of us in the future, in the person of Jesus, we are safe. Because Jesus has conquered everything. And as human beings, as people of faith, we need to know that. We need to know that God is around. We need to know that God is interested. We need to know that whatever happens in our lives, Jesus is aware of it. And so the author brings the sacrifice of Christ and he makes it the ultimate offering to God. 
It is in that sacrifice that Jesus Christ is able to fulfill the will of the Father. Not only does he abolish the old, but he perfects it as he sanctifies us to become his body. He allows us to enter into his own life. That is what we are celebrating. A God who wants to help us to achieve the greatness of our lives. A Jesus Christ whom the author has told us that he has entered into the temple, a spiritual temple not made by human beings. And so every day, as Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father, he offers our prayers before God. And he reminds not only ourselves, but God himself, that the price has been paid. The ransom has been paid. And so if we are already free, that's what John says, if the Son of Man sets you free, you are already free. And if we are already free because of Jesus Christ, then let's go out there into the world and live like free sons and free daughters. Do not allow fear to cripple you. Do not, do not allow guilt to steal from your future. Let's go out there and make it worthwhile. Let's celebrate what God has given us in the person of Jesus. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.